Hey, welcome to Off the Cup ABQ. Thanks for riding with me. I'm Dinah Vargas. I'm your host, and you're listening to the hottest, newest local talk radio for New Mexico. Off the Cup ABQ is the next level of talk radio, and it's not for the easily offended. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for riding with me. Let's take it off the cup. You're listening to Conservative Talk Albuquerque, KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Hey, everybody, this is Dinah Vargas, and I'm riding the airwaves today on Off the Cuff with, well, it's Taco Tuesday, Janice Arnold Jones. <laughs> Good morning. And it is a gorgeous, rainy morning. Do you go outside and just celebrate when it rains like this? Sometimes I do. Yeah, it's nice. It's totally nice. And if we had two more days of it, maybe Elephant Butte would be happy. Maybe. That would be nice, actually. I would say it's it's pretty low. I was just down uh, in the southern part of the state, and it's a little parched. Right. So you look good today. No, oh, thank you. Thank you. you. It's because I got to hold my grandbaby this morning. This is morning. what I was going to say. You're kind of glowing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I said almost nine pounds and doing well. And uh, does it, I mean, is there a better way to start your day than to hold your grandbaby? There's not a better day than to hold a baby in the morning or yeah. first thing or any time during the day. Yes, it, that's true. I mean. Or at night or in the rocking chair or yeah. Whenever. <laughs> And then when they're crying and you can't handle it, just hand them off. Exactly. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of babies, I brought the little replica of the of the two-month-old in the womb. Oh, the one that Jacob Candelaria threw in the trash. Yes. I will never forget I him will, for that. You know, I, I, nor will I forget it. So at the protest priest, uh, Father Stephen, on air yesterday, and so we were talking about this Christina Estrada, you know, she's Monte Monday, right. so uh, she had brought up the reminder that I, you know, I used to walk around with this, and then I had the bigger one, so it looked like right. I was carrying dolls around. Yes, you did. <laughs> For the campaign. You're but, very grown up, though. Right. I just want you to right. know. Thank you. You're I'm welcome. all grown up. But, but this is what it is. Yes. And at 10 weeks, they have a fingerprint, so... They are uniquely, I mean, they could be uniquely identified. So I will go back to uh, uh, Derek Chauvin was just convicted of killing an innocent. That word was used over and over again about George Floyd. And George Floyd was not particularly innocent. Mm -hmm. But there had to be an example made of somebody using excessive force and a person died. But that is an innocent that has no history that baby is innocent right how how is it that uh killing someone like george floyd would garner 22 and a half years but would just throw the baby in the trash throw it in the trash throw it in the trash throw it in the trash well what about when they uh want everybody to be vaccinated because they don't want anybody to die and they're so worried about your health and all of this stuff but a perfectly good life. Literally, he threw it in the trash and said how offensive it was, this Senator Jacob Candelaria. Yes. And Catholics vote for him. How is How does that happen? You know how it happens? Because nobody knows what it is that they do. Like Ben Ray Lujan, remember when he'd be out in, in uh, at the federal government, Washington, D.C.? And you can look up Ben Ray Lujan, and he's like in all these national stores, and he's talking about... Them poor people from northern New Mexico, they got to haul their own water up and all kinds of stuff. But he's moving heaven and hell to get an abortion center in there and what you call women's reproductive rights. Something yes. like this, yes. right? Forgetting that, like, maybe words have meaning, like reproductive means, like, to reproduce something, right? 
which should be a beautiful thing. A we copy are, of yourself in right, some way, right? We're, we're supposed to multiply the fruit. Right. So he's out there saying all this stuff, uh, New York Times, all these other places pick it up. We rarely get to see what they really do. Yes. So same at, at the Roundhouse. Nobody really knows what they're doing because honestly, working people, they're too busy doing chores. Which is why your vote is so important. Right. You know, when I was in the legislature, making sure that my constituents knew what I was doing and what I was reading and seeing actually was quite challenging. The difference was is I never voted on a bill I hadn't read. Uh, and do you do it perfectly? You don't do it perfectly. But for crying out loud, at least read the bill and know what you're voting on. And if you cast a vote and you disagree with what I did, I better be able to explain it to you. Right. But this is as, as a legislature yes. where you're obligated. You, yes. I mean, you're obligated to read these bills. Well, no, we're obviously not because let, let me name all the legislators who have never read the, even their own bills that they've submitted. It really makes me mm. irritated. That was such a shock to me that there would be bills introduced that the sponsors had never read. They had no idea what was in the bill. And many of the legislators from Albuquerque are in that category. Because sometimes New Mexicans are loyal to a fault, right? We think we know somebody because we got a picture with them or we went to a Montanza or something like this. Hey, hey. Wow. <laughs> I would say. And then the only number you have for them is their Google number. That, you know, nobody really answers. Nobody answers. Mm -hmm. and, and, and how many of those individuals that you have pictures with at Matanzas might actually be targets of the Me Too movement righteously? Mm. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. But who's counting, you hey, know? Hey. But, but who's counting? So that's what it is. New Mexicans, we have sometimes bad voter habits. Uh, identity. Our, uh, New Mexicans, they identify as certain things and sometimes that's a democrat and it's it's very part of their of who they are their identity it's it's they're democrats but conservative democrat it's not the same democrat right. party that you know that they belong to it's been infiltrated it's been infiltrated by people calling themselves socialist uh in, infiltrated by the left the radical left and we and we'll call them let left because we know they ain't right you're exactly right. Do you know, it's an interesting quandary, and I, you, know, you have to have been in New Mexico a while to understand that when you go to someone's house, especially as a politician, uh, until you get invited to sit on the couch by the abuelita, uh, you ain't got nothing. Right, I, right. And that's just a fact, mm -hmm. and, and it's an honor when it happens. And, and I'm really blessed that that happened a number of times, but the number of times, especially in Mora, that I left a house and the, uh, the final parting statement was, oh, we're so glad she's a Democrat. And I'm going, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Right. Because it is very, it, it's very historic. Mm -hmm. uh, it is passed from generation to generation, and yet that passage now has been corrupted. Right. And that's the part that is so distressing. Right. So you take rural New Mexico and you take like just the working class. They're out doing chores. They're running errands, going to the store, picking up the kids or homeschooling them. Ooh, at let's home. talk about homeschooling. let's talk about homeschooling because people get caught up in their own daily lives. And then this is why they think they're not political. They just know they belong uh, to the Democratic Party, but not necessarily as a party person. Does that make sense? Right. Like there's people that belong to the party that are active in it, whether you're Republican, any party. But the reality is if the party is advocating 
for such things, it's no longer okay to say, well, I, I belong to this party, and even though I don't agree with this, uh, I could vote for the person. But the reality is if the party is advocating for the killing of the unborn, for this catch and release stuff that's going right. on, where they'd rather give uh, criminals, people who have offended and murdered, more rights and more dignity and more, uh, I call it snowflake justice, they call it restorative justice. And so I call it snowflake justice because it's not for us, it's for the criminal. If they advocate for all of those things as a party, they will always vote that way. So, so let me ask you a question. As a Catholic, mm -hmm. we, you're smart, you read. Have you read the platform of the Democratic Party? And after you have read it, can you support it? Because it openly says... Um, you have the right to kill the babies. It openly says mm -hmm. that. It openly defames marriage. It openly says that the children belong to the state. It openly says that God might sh should come in, but not very often, and, and you should not have public prayer. It openly says this. And then it all of a sudden refers to everybody as like colored people and stuff. I mean, persons of <laughs> color. Do you see how confusing it could get? <laughs> We got to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll dive into some other stuff. Uh, you're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's a new, hot, exciting conservative talk, taking it to the next level. Don't go anywhere. It's Taco Tuesday. We're here in the studio with Janice Arnold Jones. Don't forget the hyphen. Thank you. She forgot the tacos, though. <laughs> but hey, it's cool. Just kidding. We'll be right back. Golden Equipment Company, finding innovative solutions. We are a full-service heavy equipment Volvo dealer offering sales, parts, service, and rental. Locally owned for over 35 years, we're proud to be a part of your community. Our dedicated and certified crew will help keep you productive and efficient. Come see us at any of our three locations, Albuquerque, Farmington, and Durango, Colorado. Check us out on social media or visit our website, goldenequipment.com. We look forward to helping you with your next project. New Mexico's violent crime rate is skyrocketing and the murder count in Albuquerque is at historical highs. Yet judges have released many of hardened criminals. Many are violent repeat offenders back onto our streets because of loopholes created by recent bail reform measures. If you want a safer New Mexico, go to the website mañanamejor.com. Get involved. Do it today. That's mañanamejor.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ here in studios with Janice Arnold Jones. Wow. It is Taco Tuesday. Sans tacos this Tuesday, but right. But if you're not eating Taco Tuesday on it, Tuesday, is it still Taco Tuesday? I think so. I I, th I think it's a rule. How do you say taco in Spanish? Oh, uh, taco. <laughs> How do you say taco in English? <laughs> Same thing. Taco, 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 taco. taco. <laughs> All right. So you eat you have some stuff you brought in. Oh, I always have stuff. So, uh, as you know, I am a bit of a political junkie. And Milan Simovich, uh, who writes an op-ed column for the uh, Santa Fe uh, New Mexican, uh, has been kind of a thorn in my side. When he first came here, I thought, oh, golly, a pretty good journalist. And then something happened. He made a left-hand turn somewhere around Agua Fria and has just right. never come back. Right. And uh, but this week he has an, uh, an article that says, imagine if a Republican operated with Ben Ray's brazenness. And he spends this whole column talking about 
the fact that Ben Ray is uh, is on the ropes because he's asking for money and and uh, and he says you know there's no opposition here and and so then the Democrats come back and just kind of bash Milosevic. Um, but it was really unusual to have anything critical of Ben Ray, who is uh, our junior senator. Hito Luhan. Because <laughs> he's the Hito. Right. Well, and, and, and so and there's been a lot of hoopla that uh, he has worked on $30 billion to go to the labs, 30 with a B. Uh, and there's no doubt things need to be upgraded. Some of that stuff is expensive. Maintaining the nuclear stockpile, I won't go into what that means. Uh, but if you have stuff that's 50 or 60 years old, the, the switches and the compartments may not work any longer. Right. So so, uh, so Luhan is advocating for this uh, no, money no, no, for the labs? Oh no, no, no. I mean it's in a, it's in a, it's in the infrastructure bill. Okay. And uh, when it passes, don't you know that he personally brought it here? Of course he did. And and I and I noted that speaking of people bringing money to communities, I got a flyer from the governor just this morning and she took 3 million dollars to Mora County. 3 million dollars. She personally did that. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Let's get your heads on straight here. Yes, she may have appropriated it, but you, the taxpayer, came up with that money. It's right. your money. Right. So I think Democrats are just as upset and tired of it all as Republicans. Good. I hope so, too. And I think that's probably true. I think so. I think so. Because there, uh, it, it's a huge offense to all, not Republican values, New Mexican values, American values with God. Nobody says that like you have to worship God Almighty. But what we're saying is that here in America, we believe in our Constitution, our rights come from God Almighty. And that's the one that gave his only son, this God. Now, you can go off and, and worship anybody you want, do whatever it is you want, but don't tread on me. And, and we're not looking to change the flag if you don't like it. Macy Gray, did you hear what Macy Gray said? Now, I love Macy Gray. Macy Gray is like, Macy Gray is my, I love everything about Macy Gray except for that. So now I have to come up with with the decision. Am I going to still listen to Macy Gray songs? I hope not. I'm not, you know, and I like me. And I mean, I like. You really a, like Macy Gray. Oh, see, I, I'm just trying to get over someone representing us in the Olympics who turned her back right. on our national anthem. I'm sorry. Don't don't represent our country if you cannot also represent our flag. While she is in representing America, yes. not, not Black Lives Matter, not her state, not her school, not a district. This isn't a district meet, or it's a, right. it's a Olympics. Yes. Very prestigious to be there. And then she, and then, and, and then, she made the U.S. team. That would be the national team, not 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 the Albuquerque team, not not the El Paso team, the national team. This ain't Yaffle. Yes. Yeah, yeah. this ain't Yaffle and, and, or NBA or whatever. I don't watch sports, but you catch my drift. Sure. Who the hell is she? Well, Be and, and to have the audacity to say that she was tricked mm -hmm. and set up, that they were going to play the national anthem. They play the national anthem of every winner from their country because they represent their country. You know, sometimes justice needs to be sure and swift. And in this case, she did not represent our country. She chooses not to. She needs to be off the team. Totally. You know, go, go run Cancel another her. track mm -hmm. meet, find, do whatever you want, but don't 
pretend to represent our country on that podium because you don't, because you don't love America. And then embarrass it. Yes. And then embarrass it because you want to advocate for Black Lives Matter so that the founder could get another uh, uh, mansion and use all the black, even black people are speaking out against Black Lives Matter. Uh, Mike Brown's father from Missouri, forget which, Ferguson, Missouri. Yes. Okay, so I covered this story, uh, Boots on the Ground, met their family, uh, saw these roses just leading up to like this huge blood uh, splattered from where he died. I mean, it was, it, there was CNN, was there was awful. all kinds of people. I got gassed over there. I've been gassed in three states, you know what I mean, including my own covering stories. So even they spoke out against it because he said, uh, they're part of the Black Lives 10 or something. So there's 10 organizations across the country that called her out and said, you know what? That money is supposed to be used to improve the lives of black people, to p- improve the lives of community members, to improve the conditions of. And where did the money go? They said they gave them pennies on the dollar to do that. And, and then what uh, this Black Lives Matter 10, these, you know, these are actual community members that join because we have to acknowledge that black lives matter that there were real people that joined to to affect positive change to affect real change it's the movement that then creates all of this division um with the trappings of concern for the environment for blacks for racism critical race theory and all this stuff and it's just it's overwhelming i don't remember new mexico being racist or anything like that i'm not saying it didn't exist um, or never has exist, but I never walked around and was like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to have this opportunity over here cause I'm Brown and I'm going to call the Anglo or Caucasian now white. And now I don't got any privilege. I never, I, my, being an American is my privilege. I I've never not thought if I wanted something, I just go kick down the door. There you go. There you go. That's what Americans do. I, it is, I, you know, I get so flustered. Because in New Mexico, we are blessed. We are blessed with many cultures. Mm -hmm. And it's unlike any other state in the union. And do we have our failings? Of course we do. But have you revered what is happening in the black community? You know, and I don't have as many wonderful things to talk about culturally as a Heinz 57 variety American because we we don't have a food. We don't have a holiday. We don't have any of that. But I got to share in so many other cultures community their history and they shared it openly and now I have to tell you what I have to be really careful as to whether or not I'm welcome because do you know what my skin is white how sad is that how sad is that so seriously seriously like this is going to be a big deal because now all of a sudden it's like and here's the confusing part so we're like oh the white man the white man white privilege white supremacy all this stuff I'm saying, and when you're black and you're being you're being accused of white privilege, how's that work out too? I just thought I'd throw that right, in. Right, right. And then and then but then if you're a black who happens to be conservative and you believe in all of these values or whatever, it doesn't make you supreme now. They still won't call you supreme, like supremacist, like supreme. They won't do that. They'll call you ignorant. They'll call you stupid. They'll call you um all these other kinds of things. Same thing with brown people or whatever. Like why did Latinos support Trump? Because uh, he was about faith, family, family, and freedom. And and one other thing, he recognized the value of independent labor. And when I say labor, 
he recognized an entire community who worked their butts off. Right. And that's part of their DNA and with tremendous respect. Right. But everybody wanted to get mad when Donnie would, uh, you know, <clears throat> charge Russia or not Russia, uh, China some tariffs or something. So Donnie. So Donnie says build a wall because it protects both sides. Because you don't think that people on the other side are exploiting not only the United States, but also people coming by way of Mexico, like from the Northern Triangle. Mexicans are get Mexicans, our brothers and sisters at the border getting exploited, raped, brutalized, all this stuff. I've been to the border. I filmed all, all of this stuff. So I know they know they will tell you themselves. And then they call him racist because he wants to build a wall. I'd like to see anybody go and behave the way people would want foreigners to behave in America. Go behave like that in foreign land and let me know what happens to you. Kick your feet up, burn their flag when they don't give you what they want, when they don't give you what you want. Yep. I'm just telling you, if you do that in almost any country that I have ever been in or lived in, you won't be coming back. I knock the hell out of you. Uh, no, they're just going to throw you in prison, mm -hmm. and you're just going to stay there. Right. And, and, and you may not, people may not even know that you're there. That's how offended they would be and are. But their laws are very clear about this. And if you look at the laws in Mexico, um, one, you may not parade around with somebody else's country flag in their nation. Did you know right. that's a law? Yeah. 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 What, are, what are we doing here? But it's also respecting. I couldn't imagine going to Mexico throwing the American flag on the back of my truck and just start going up and down their streets. Now, if, if they were singing their anthem or something like that, I would definitely stand for it. I wouldn't put my hand over my heart or anything because... Right. because be, it, but it's respectful. Right. But you respect other countries. I respect the traditions of other countries. I think it's public sentiment, and if, if that country's okay with it, they're okay with it. Sure. Uh, I, I think history is history, and... We can't bring up 500 years ago. So back to the white man, white woman. It occurs to me that you're Caucasian, probably white. Heinz 57, yes. And, and I will just complain about that just for mm -hmm. just a second. You know, I do come in two colors, white or red. See? And there's nothing in the middle, and it's really irritating. And don't you dare tell me about being out in the sun and you get a tan because it makes me somatic and hardly see straight because I can't do that. So is red a color? Uh, well, I, d I don't know what color they call it, but the truth is, is that that's right. a color that I have. And, and it's not red like you think that is. Right, it's, right. it's like bright red. Right. So me and you get along. It occurs to you that, you know, I'm brown, Hispanic from New Mexico. But does it more occur to you that I'm a New Mexican and this is why we get along? Because we understand we, we have the pulse of New Mexico. We have the pulse of the city that we live in. And we recognize each other as New Mexicans. And so I don't think it's New Mexicans so much that are causing this divide between people, people of color, critical race theory, critical race theory got to be critical of something. So they go colored people on this on this side and then white people on this side and you people that are colored, they, uh, these are your superiors. And, and they want you to view the world lesser, lesser than. Let me say, you don't, I, I am uh, reluctant to ever... Uh disagree with you but I do disagree with what I see in you and what I see in you is a woman with great passion she has a view on the world that is more incisive and insightful than most people that I know she has an on-the-ground intelligence that I do not possess which makes her very exciting and then of course she's a lot of fun and somewhere way 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 down at the end I recognize that 
her family is Hispanic from New Mexico. Right. That's what I recognize. So do you look at people as if first and foremost, their skin colors, because that's what they're asking you to do. So thank you for saying that. I'm just going to say thank you. That was a very nice compliment. It's um, a true statement. Thank you. So it occurs to me, it does occur to me, like I, I'll look at somebody and if they're black, it might occur to me that they're black, but not that they're black or oppressed or Black Lives Matter or something like that, but that it's in our values that would make us stand together. So me and you don't stand together. We're not trying to have a diverse platform for the sake of it being diverse, like black, white, brown, no, and you no, know, something I, like let's, this. Let's just be real. I like you. Right. <laughs> so it's not any more complicated than that. This is what I'm saying. I remember the first time I met you, I was completely outraged because somebody was calling you a racist, and I had met you a, a few times. I said, I don't think Jonas is a racist. And you were having a debate on UNM, and I went down there, and I was like, hey, girl, I was like, I'm here for you. <laughs> I showed up in moccasins, my, my hat sort of like this because, you know, uh, I, I would say, so I have to tell you a funny story about, I remember that debate and I, the person that I was running against will remain nameless. Uh, but that same person who did win the election, they asked her a question about a particular piece of legislation in Congress. And she leaned over and she goes, what is that? And, uh, you know, I don't have any reason to not, I, I told her what it was mm -hmm. and she was able to answer, but I get it. And right. I, I, but I will never forget that because it was just like, she just completely drew a blank. Right. And what do you do? I mean, you can be a bum and, and say, well, I don't know. Right. I told her what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, this is what it is, but you still got to explain it. So go ahead <laughs> take it away. Well, but I said once with hit, she, she did. Okay. Right, right, right. But also I remember after the debate, uh, you know, she asked me like this, she goes, so you're supporting Janice? Like as if I couldn't support Janice. And I was like, you're damn right I'm supporting Janice. Like on the record, because she was, you know. I didn't know that. Trying but to thank call, you. call me out in front of, you know, her staffers or, or her free help or whatever. So, but that's the thing. So we, it does occur to us. What race is not like it's the main thing, but you know, somebody black rock walks to the room and it occurs to either black or, you know, you know, but, but all of that makes you who you are. But at the end of the day, the first thing you notice is this, is this person going to look me in the eye? Right. Is this person, uh, absolutely just flat out lying to me? These are the things that we know it has nothing to do with the color. Are they truthful? Are they, uh, are they a good person? Right. And, and that comes, but you also know that whatever color they bring with them, that is their history. That's part of them. And it's a good thing. This is what I'm saying because New Mexico is, is unique this way. Yes. We always talk about um, Hispanic history, uh, Spain, the conquistadors, the pueblos, our Native Americans, all of this stuff, it contributes to New Mexico. I'm a product of Spanish conquest. Yes. Yes, I'm a you, product of my own. I'm likely a Spanish Indian. Yes. We made each other like we made our own race here in New Mexico. So I'm not going to be sorry for that. And then so but when you see the left talking about like the white man or something, they'll because I see them, I hear them, I've been around them. They pose this to Hispanics like it's it's, um, you know, the gringos or something like this. Right. But the reality is when they're talking to other people, they're saying colonizer right? Which means colonialism, which means from that era, which means me and you, 
Yes. And they say decolonize. And so if you look up decolonization and see what it means, they aim to remove you. So words have meaning. So when they say decolonize, they're saying all you Hispanics get out. It's not really the Indians say that saying that maybe a few of them, but it's not a true representation of like La Entrada taking down the statues and all of this stuff. They were all Caucasians for the record. You know, for the record, here's what they were. They weren't New Mexicans. And that's all we need to know. They weren't New Mexicans. Because even I even had white people from different counties calling me and be like, Dinah, what's up? Yes. Look at these people just taking down your history because they, Republicans, we don't believe in destroying uh, statues like this. Um, it has its importance. It has its contribution. So, yeah, but and you're making a good point. So in uh, Washington, D.C., there is the Holocaust Museum. Did you know there is one room that is filled with thousands of pairs of shoes? Thousands. It is enough to take your breath away. But there could be some people who come along and say, you know, I don't like that. We need to get rid of that because we need to wipe out that history. Right. Because it's Does, so, does so that bad. help us? Right. I, I, it, I think it prevents us from, or at least being cognizant, we should never let that happen again, ever, ever. Right. Um, and there's bad in our history, and there's really good in our history. But whose isn't? It's ours. And, and, and the history of La Entrada, the reconquest of New Mexico, uh, while that may be part of just a small group of people, it becomes part of the state of New Mexico. And while I was not born here, I adopt this state. Please allow me to allow me to share in that history. I honor it. Absolutely, absolutely. And then instead, we have people that have no connection to the history. We have somebody who has no blood, sweat, or tears in it who are taking down these statues uh, because of a time they do not understand because all of a sudden it's decolonization. But I remember when they first flocked here, they were all at La Entrada until somebody started, you know, pointing out, you know, in, until somebody started pointing out, oh, look at Don Diego de Vargas. And, you know, they came over, you know, whatever. Yes. You know what I mean? But the reality is, is Don Diego de Vargas, a lot of his policies still exist today. Um, and it was a moment in peace. It was a promise made, promise kept. So La Entrada was that we would always come together on this day by proclamation, by like law, the land, that we are peaceful people in spite of there being violence. Of course there was violence. It was right. 500 years ago. People were scalping each other. And they were fighting for their lands, they were fighting for their families, and yet with the conquistadors in particular, I, you know, it was their charge to bring the church to new lands. That was part of their charge. But it's an interesting charge in that, especially with Native American uh, pueblos, that their religions were also respected. So it was a combining, it was not an elimination. Right. And that's right. a big difference. And we intermarried, meaning like day one, Nobody thought anybody lesser or better. This is this is how we come to be, you know. Yes. Uh, Spanish Indians, Spanish Pueblo, whatever. But you catch my drift. Where I'm Spanish conquest, born and raised New Mexico territory. Maybe yes. I don't know. Are you bragging now? I'm bragging. Okay. I was just like, yeah, I'm from New Mexico. <laughs> what? We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're just going off the cuff, and we're gonna get to that list. I promise. When we get back, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
one hour is all it takes to save a baby's life. Abortion Free New Mexico would like to invite you to join us Friday, July 2nd for Faith to Action Friday. Now more than ever, we need to pray collectively, publicly, and strategically. Our presence outside the UNM Center for Reproductive Health Abortion Clinic will save babies' lives. Join us at 10 a.m. on Friday, July 2nd at 2301 Yale Boulevard Southeast. If you want to help us end abortion in New Mexico, visit abortionfreeunm.com today. That's abortionfreeunm.com. ABQ Guns is the only women veteran-owned firearm store and has the largest blue label store in New Mexico offering special pricing for first responders and military. ABQ Guns carries Sig Sauer, Glock, CZUSA, FNUSA, and Smith & Wesson with non-inflated pricing. Visit us at abqguns.com. ABQ Guns has the best customer service in New Mexico. Mention Off the Cuff and receive a 5% discount on all accessory items. Visit us at abqguns.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. I'm Diana Vargas. I'm Janice Arnold-Jones. It's Taco Tuesday and we have to talk about some serious stuff. Let's do it. I mean, we've been talking about some theoretical stuff. Love it, love mm-hmm. it. But we got to talk about some real stuff. Right, because so the hour is almost over. I'm, so no kidding, I know. no kidding. So I'm going, I'm going to make a declaration here right now. I've seen it before, but on the front page of today's paper, uh, the headline is New Mexico Homeschoolers Drive Drop-In en- Enrollment and Funding as If... It is the homeschoolers' fault that the budget is going to be decreased. The budget is going to be decreased because there are not as many students as there were. And some of it is because parents discovered that during the pandemic, homeschooling is gratifying and your children can progress much faster and with broader skill sets. Absolute fact. And I'm telling you, that the legislature is going to go after the homeschoolers this session. And I saw it when I was in the legislature, uh, and they used to make a number of rules. In fact, if you want to homeschool your child, you have to register as a homeschool, and then you have to pay for a standardized test for your child once a year to prove that you are actually educating your children. They will start putting in rules like you cannot be a homeschooler unless you have a bachelor's degree. And I want to say, excuse me, I know a whole bunch of people with advanced degrees, and they're stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that they're not intellectually smart, but as parents, they're not. Mm-hmm. And I will take somebody who knows what it's like to be on the ground, who is willing to put the time into their children any day, and they will have tremendous results. Totally. So um, Kimberly Care McMillan, she yes. ran for House District, I believe, 17. Or is it 20? It's one of those. Anyways, yeah, I think sorry, it was, Kim. I, I it was 17. I think I messed it up. 17. But, right. She's a homeschooler. She has not one, not, she has kids. She, she has, has four, doesn't she? She has four. Thought so. And, or is and it five? The two girls, the two boys. Anyways, I, totally fantastic kids. Every kid that I've met that's homeschooled, they have a different mindset about them. They really do. Yes. Uh, and they're smarter than the average child. Not because like they get to stay at home all day with mom and, and do this and that, but they're learning like real life skills. They're learning real math and why it needs to be applied to here. They're usually typically in, in, in a bunch of sports, dance class or something like this. They are going to come after homeschools. You know why? Because if homeschooling catches on, a big ivory tower, remember I told you APS too big? Well, if, if they're going to lose money, uh, they are going to lose money. And so the other alternative would be for them to change the funding formula, because right now the funding formula is based on the number of students. 
and a number of adjustments have happened in our state. For example, the Zuni lawsuit. So did you know that PTAs and communities cannot raise money for infrastructure because it meant that the schools in Hobbs in particular were much nicer than the schools in Zuni, New Mexico, because the tax base was just different. And so the Supreme Court came in and said, no, 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 no. All funding will come from the state, and it will be apportioned so that everybody has a similar amount of money. Um, According to their need, though, so but they're also going to tie in these other things like free and reduced lunch, English as a second language, and all of the stuff that, that circumvents and puts more money in certain places, or maybe it's a bad school, and now they need more counselors and... Um, uh, caseworkers and all, all of this stuff, a bunch of money is going to go there, all, all of which does nothing for education. Nothing. So uh, so let me, I have a bunch of questions for you. Did you do ESL as you were growing up? English as a second language? No. No. What do you think of that program? I, I, I don't even know what it is. Ah, okay. Well, English- I mean, like... English as a second language, I, but I don't really know what it is. So uh, at ESL programs in our state mm-hmm. uh, is if you come in, if, for example, if you have come from Mexico as a child and you are now in our school system, your primary language is going to be Spanish or a derivation of Mexican, which may not be Castilian Spanish, oh, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and so you will spend ostensibly two years in, an, in a program that is immersive taught in Spanish, but it is meant to teach you English to get you out of, so that you can join the mainstream. Mm -hmm. There is another program where uh, you are English speakers and you are put in an immersive program to learn a second language. Personally, I think if you're multilingual, you are blessed. Mm -hmm. What a gift. What a gift. But what we have done with our ESL programs, instead of making sure someone was bilingual they remain monolingual. And what's worse is oftentimes in the ESL programs, they speak, but they do not read. To me, that is the definition of illiteracy in any language. So <clears throat> does it get special funding? Oh, yes. Uh, is that the same as, is it Title Four, Title Five, or what's this? Um, I think ESL just, uh, it, it's, it doesn't come from the top. As far as I know, there's no federal money for ESL. Okay, so, uh, but there's federal money for free and reduced lunches. Right, that's Title I. And uh, Title I currently in Albuquerque has 4,000 homeless students that still, you know, they're homeless. Uh, APS was missing kids. They get a ton of money that way with the ESL. Or, I'm sorry, with the Title What one? Is it Title I? Title I. Title I. What, what's Title V? I don't know. I mean, where did that come from? I'm just all t- <laughs> I would say Title 12. Title 9 is, is, is athletics and, okay. and specifically women's athletics. Okay, so Title 1. So they get money for that too. Yes. Uh, title 1 factors into free and reduced lunches. That's what that is. And, it and, al- and Head Start. And it also factors into the graduation rate. So the more free and reduced lunches you have, the, um, the lower your graduation rate is. Are you saying it's an ineffective program? I'm saying everything west of the river, we're getting shorthanded. <laughs> That's what I'm just kind of saying. Yes, I, yes. Because I did that research, remember, when uh, APS wanted more taxes? And, and so do you think that is because if that Title I name goes with a child, that the expectations are reduced, or do they simply not care enough to offer more op- the, the equivalent opportunities? I'm saying that the the added benefit of Title One 
uh, or English as a second language or whatever it happens to be, uh, is not money isn't being spent on the kids that just are going to school and need an education. Right. It's all of these extras, you know, because the schools are overburdened and there's not teachers that can actually teach children of New Mexico. So if APS right now doesn't have uh, ESL teachers or they have maybe teachers that aren't credentialed or aides, then all of this energy, all of the money that the school gets, because it comes from the state, you said, then goes to all of these programs. And then people that are just regular ed, like just trying to go to school, they get left behind. They get left out. In a large sense, they do. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was uh, many, many, many moons ago, I was on the Instructional Materials Commission, and I got all of the Spanish language books. Very interesting. As you know, I am not bilingual. Uh, so I'm going, oh, shoot, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm going to call all the teachers in the ESL program. Out of all of them, there's 200 and some. Only one read. Everybody else spoke, but only one read. And so then I went to the, um, and it's now closed. There used to be a Spanish language prog- um, newspaper downtown. Do you remember the name of it? Anyway. Uh, and, and they did a lot of passport work. So they helped. And so we kind of cobbled this together so that we could get some reasonable uh, references about the material. And it turns out that what we were looking at, and I only had eighth grade, kindergarten to eighth grade. It turns out that what was being offered as fifth grade Spanish language learning was what they used in college. And it was all Castilian Spanish, which is not necessarily what we speak here. Right. And that meant that people, again, I go back to, they could speak, but they could not read. And to be literate, you must be able to read. And that would be true in any language. Right. Um, APS, if they were just to do four things, I think, teach everybody to read and write uh, with excellence. So that way you can comprehend and you can communicate. Yes. Math, financial literacy. And math might even be financial literacy. And to teach American values. Like, that's all you need to know. Right. Well, history, history is good because we do know that if you don't know history, you are bound to repeat it. But if you can read and write well, you can... You can learn it. You can find it. And you could comprehend it. Yes, you, you can. You know, out of all... Like, reading and writing with excellence. Financial literacy. Yes. yes. Look, look at all these people getting all this money with, with, with COVID funds. Does this not, I, you just pushed my button, Dinah. I tell you what. Yeah. Um, so so um, for everybody, I guess, who has gotten the, 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 the Fauci ouchie. The stimmy. Um, that they are now, uh, I believe, put into the, uh, the box to pull out a quarter of a million dollars. Oh, yeah, and there's something, I don't know, a whole bunch of people are going to get a text message randomly from the government that they want $100 because they're going to get their names from wherever they got their ouchie fauci. There's all this money being doled out. Where's the money coming from? And furthermore, they said, oh, uh, Americans are only um, one or two stimulus checks away from being out of poverty. Being out of poverty. Can you imagine being out of poverty? What is poverty? What What is your poverty? Is it money? Is it, um, is it that you don't know how to manage your money? Is it that you don't know how to read or write? Like, what's your poverty? So, so they say give them money 
Meanwhile, you go to Walmart, you go to all these big box stores, they got big old TV. And I don't care what you buy with your stuff. I bought a bunch of lipstick and shoes. I don't care what you buy. You with- bought shoes? I would never have known. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not trying to dictate to people how to spend their money, but for our leaders to be like. But do they think we're stupid? One check away from being out of poverty. Excuse me. We have been working on this and looking at it for years. And if you are in poverty, the one thing you need is not just one check. You probably need six and you need to put it in the bank so that you don't fall back into poverty. And, and this is such, this is just a lie. Right, right. So they always say New Mexicans are so poor. They're so poor. They're so poor. Always giving stuff away. And as New Mexicans, a lot of New Mexicans take free stuff. They just do. They incorporate it into like the budget, if you will. Uh, they started increasing food stamps. So as a result, there was an increase of people selling their food stamp cards at these big box stores. And it didn't matter which ones. And it wasn't always in the South Valley. I'm saying, you know. and, do, and do you know what the measure of poverty is for food stamps in our mm-hmm. state? 200% of the national poverty level. 200%. So if national poverty level is uh, $34,000 a year for a family of four, it's $68,000 a year. I, I would say, are you, are you surprised by that? Yeah. Yeah. A that, little bit. That, that's our standard. Right. So, and then APS, every APS student, they got their own food stamp card. So like, who's applying for this food stamps for them? I thought, I thought it was a process you had to go and like qualify or something. Not like qualified immunity, but you know. Maybe that's what happened to poor Bill McCamley when things got out of hand at Workforce Solutions. Uh, did they hand that out? And see, I don't think it came from, from that department. I don't know, but he was a disaster. He, he, he definitely needed to go. Yes, he did. Uh, because he wasn't protecting our money, well, taxpayer see, money, whether it's free money, federal money, or whatever. What the, so this is, I was getting around to the point I was going to make. So if this was New Mexico taxpayer money, there would be no lottery. Do you know why? Our Constitution says um, that you cannot give away money to anybody that is not a government program. You cannot do it. It is against the law. Uh, you, you may not do that with taxpayer money. Taxpayer money goes to all the taxpayers basically equally, but it may not go to any one individual. So how are they getting, how are they circumventing because they, the governor is saying, no, this is federal tax dollars, so it's not New Mexico tax dollars. And, of course, you know, you never contribute to the federal tax dollars. Never. never. So because it's federal funding, we could just all go to the casino with it or what? Something like that. Something like that. Yep, absolutely. Cash for clunkers, dialing for dollars, <laughs> cakewalk. <laughs> it's like the circus over here. Um, you could apparently buy... Um, hair uh you could get your hair done your nails done you could do you any could get clothes you get all this stuff with campaign funds if i would have known that i still wouldn't have done it because it probably wouldn't look right even though you can do something you probably shouldn't uh, absolutely you shouldn't do that uh and uh, you know and there really are rules about campaign money and clothes and and other things but it's highly limited six thousand dollars for one campaign was a lot of money <laughs> it was a lot of money to the family member, but yeah. we'll be right back. Hey. Nobody's really counting. No nepotism here. I mean, uh-uh. you know, educated by public schools. Shout out to the public schools. 
We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Off the Cuff. Don't forget to visit us on our website at offthecuffabq.com. Every time I turn around, I'm getting broken into, and the cops don't even come anymore. What do we pay taxes for? Then I found out that the city has more officers investigating other officers than they do investigating crime. How does that make us safer? If you want more officers focused on fighting crime, tell city leaders by texting hashtag crime matters more to 52886. That's 52886 because crime matters more. This is Gerald A. Lope speaking. I have a new book out. This book is called Mayhem Manor. It appeared on April 15th on Kindle and is now available on Amazon as a paperback. In this book, you will find feckless bureaucrats, unlikely heroes, and stories from the Duke City. If you want to see this book or buy it, you can buy it on Amazon.com. In addition, I have seven other books, three other novels, three books of political satire, and a book of short stories. Order today at Amazon under Gerald A. Lowe. Hey everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. I'm Diana Vargas. Janice Arnold Jones. I'm I'm riding with Diana today. Wow. <laughs> that was a that was a small meow. I need a big one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Don't get me started. All right, so I had a brain freeze, but I want to make sure that everybody understands the name of the rule in the state of New Mexico that says you can't just give money away. It's called the anti-donation clause. It is in our constitution. And it says very specifically that you cannot hold a lottery and then give a quarter of a million dollars to somebody that you draw out of the hat. You cannot do that because all the taxpayer dollars must be used for all New Mexicans. And, and it has to be appropriated. Right. And then to tie it into the COVID vaccines and then because there, there's obviously a huge divide of people getting it and not getting it. And you even see the marketing change changing on it. I was driving westbound sorry, eastbound on Rio Bravo, there's a huge billboard and it says, I got vaccinated to protect my employees. I have to tell you a horrible story. Tell me. I love horrible stories. Oh, no. It's just sad and maybe I'm the only one. I have a plumbing company that I have watched grow. I think they do wonderful work. And I'm going to have to go find a new plumbing company. Do you want to know why? Why? Because I called them and said my... My side-mounted air conditioner is old, and, and it's really a pain to actually replace it. I said, you know, I need to replace it. It's not inexpensive to do this. And they said, fine, uh, we'd like to know how many of the members of your family uh, have a positive COVID test or are waiting for a COVID test. I said, excuse me? And they said, well, uh, one, one customer uh, actually made somebody sick on our staff, and so now we're asking everybody. And I said, but you don't have a right to ask about my medical uh, procedures, anything. We're doing business. To, and she says, well, we're not, we're not going to come unless you do this. And I said, well, I guess I'm not going to do business with you. Right. Is that not sad? See you it later, Missy Gray. See you later, Missy Gray. Mm-hmm. Just makes me so sad. So I'm looking <clears> for... <throat> A new plumbing company. I, I hope I can find one with people that are as well trained as this one. It just broke my heart. But as a point of principle, I if I'm going to come visit you at your house and have coffee, I for darn sure am not going to call you up and ask you, have you do you have a pending COVID test or something like this? Uh, what, what about the tuberculosis test? What about some other virus? T- I, it made me so mad I could hardly see straight. Seriously, seriously, like. Wh- 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's what it's going to be. It's it's uh it's it's the pitting this against that. It's critical race theory, vaxxers versus uh, super spreaders. Right. And then and then lizards. Oh, look at them protesting. They're lizards. So then you start looking at them like uh, rodents. Didn't they did they do that over there at the um, uh, in some world war or something like this? They, 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 they would refer to them as as rodents. And what do you want to do with rodents? <laughs> this, <laughs> you know, and as we go on about this COVID thing. So in the news this morning, um, I, I know you're going to be surprised that the vaccination may not be foolproof and now they have decided and have put out that if you're sneezing unexpectedly that you probably even though you're vaccinated may have COVID and you're spreading COVID all over the place because you're sneezing and I just wanted to go uh, well that and I thought you know when the wind blows in New Mexico I might sneeze in uh, February and March I'm going to sneeze it has nothing to do with COVID and everything to do with juniper Everything to do with juniper. Good grief. So New Mexico had one of the strictest lockdowns. They are giving free money away. There's no shortage of it for vaccines, for your ouchie fauci. And yet we still had one of the highest numbers of COVID. And so here's another question. Like, uh, what happens when, when you take the vaccine, right, and you're all protected, and you still wear a mask and then require me to do it, isn't that why you got the vaccine? Uh, well, you would think, but... I, I'm confused about the science, so, like, how does that work? I, I, I'm having problems with the science myself. That's why I call them lefty, because we know they ain't right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Cause, because they're fooling with us, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like, did you get... And then if, if they know you're conservative <clears throat> or a lizard, whatever... They're going to say, oh, look at her without the mask on the honor system. She really didn't get the vaccine because we know she's an anti-vaxxer. She was at all those super spreader events, and it's just like dinner with your family. You're like, I got a big family. See, but part, part of the science that is missing at all of those super spreader events, all of the demonstrations and riots in Portland, uh, the only place that I am aware of where there's any statistics about super spreading was it the Sturgis Motorcycle Convention? What were there, 300,000 people? And I believe the number was a total of six cases. That's six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, something's, something's not right there. Mm -hmm. Now, you could argue, was that mostly outside? Yeah, it was mostly outside. Um, so what about the sports at APSC? None of it makes sense, because then we could say, well, what about those? Same thing. Well, no. And, and, and these are naturally distant Yes. Sports like baseball or track and field, like where you're not by anybody. You're not, you know. I would say well, we had the track finals this last weekend, and I am so glad somebody came to their senses because it was hot. It mm -hmm. was really hot. In fact, did I, did I tell you about going down to Las Cruces? Oh, I have to tell you about this. How hot was it? Uh, well, it was, <laughs> the storm was coming in. And so by the time I got to Facebook, I could hardly see this, the road. The, it was not just sand. It was sand and rain, and it was horizontal. And so now we're down to 83. By the time I got to Bernardo, it was 61 degrees. This was Thursday when it was really hot. And when I got to Las Cruces, it was 102. Strange things have happened here. No stranger <laughs> would it be. <laughs> yep, yep. So you were in Las Cruces because you went out to talk to the cons uh, the Hispanic Conservative Outreach group. Committee. Yes, I did. So we're going to have uh, Dave Gellis, who's one of the members 
as an interview for Freestyle Friday. I think he's coming up this weekend. Oh, no kidding. To uh, do an interview. So I met Dave early on, early on as as a Republican because I changed my party affiliation because I was Democrat. Want, want to be Democrat. Love being a Democrat, but can't support what it does now. So that's why mm-hmm. I I made a defiant move to change it and said, no, you can no longer expect me. You can no longer depend on me to vote for what you want. And I get what I look like from here, but they ought to see what they look like from here. They're throwing little babies in the trash can and they're advocating for open borders and then they're pitting Hispanics against minorities as though to say one and the same. And they forget that this is our homeland. I'm an American national. There you go. There you go. And, and I will tell you, uh, I did go to the Hispanic Outreach Committee, and there were 67 people, most who had never, ever been to a meeting, who wanted to hear about the rules. Can you imagine? And they didn't leave. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and it's because I'm not boring usually. Sometimes on Tuesdays no, totally I'm boring. <laughs> no, you're never boring. I totally love you. I love you being on this show. You're one of my you're one of my favorite gals Aww. in New Mexico. Oh, we think the same thing. You're too much fun. Stop so it. anyway, I have a list. Do we have time to talk about a list? We do. We do. Good. Okay. So there are going to be elections coming up, and I want you to think about what you would expect from a new city councilor, any city councilor. And I did make a list, nothing very dramatic, that I would like to see made better in the city of Albuquerque. Clearly, the first one is crime. That's a hard one. I want speeding to be dealt with. If you live over by Montgomery, man, it runs until 3 o'clock in the morning. And they're just drag racing. The trash. We've talked about the trash. And not only the trash that is being tossed out on the street is the issue that we don't have trash cans. Is it, is it us that's just, we're, we're just throwing trash out and just ruining our environment? Uh, or is it because we have trash cans that are put by apartments and now we have more trash cans and recycle bins and there's not even sidewalk room for those facilities? It makes the community look awful. Totally. Um, streetlights. I want streetlights to work. And I know everybody thinks uh, that it's all PNM's fault because that's what it, the city tells you. Well, that's not true. It's not true. The city owns about two-thirds of the light, and PNM owns about one, one-third of the lights. Uh, I want agencies that give customer service. What a concept. What a concept. I want water to be considered. Uh, the Albuquerque Bernalillo County Water Authority is a whole other thing. We'll have to talk about that and how that happened. But I don't want the city of Albuquerque wasting water while anybody else is getting dinged for a small amount of water that gets on the sidewalk. That's it. Um, I want our streets to be maintained, and I don't want any more group homes than is allowed by law because it's not safe and it's not fair to the neighborhoods. What do I mean by that? So there there are all kinds of group homes. There are group homes for people who are mentally or developmentally disabled. People on drugs, out of prison. All of those. And, Pedophilers. and the rule used to be that you couldn't have one any closer than 1,500 feet. Well, the city has just turned its back, and now we have entire neighborhoods where there'll be eight houses like this. These are businesses. They are not residences. They are businesses. Uh, and I would like for our city to clean that up. And if they paid attention to that, I'd be a real happy camper. Absolutely. So that's it. That was a fast hour. You're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ. Visit us on the web at Off the Cuff ABQ. And don't forget that we are uplifting citizens of every race, color, religion, and creed. We're delivering a future of fairness, justice, and dignity. That's what it means to be conservative. 
We are defending our values, our principles, and our way of life right here in New Mexico. And the best is yet to come. We'll see you tomorrow, New Mexico.